2: Wednesday, October 3rd. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, thousands fill a South Haven, Mississippi arena to see President Donald Trump. We'll hear his message to voters.
3: On November 6th, you will head to the polls, hopefully, in one of the most important congressional elections of our lifetime.
2: Then, advocates in the Delta are celebrating a possible second charter school there. And after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, find out how the state health department is checking the safety of the food you're about to eat at the Mississippi State Fair. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
3: I'm thrilled to be back in this great state with thousands of proud, loyal Hardworking American patriots. Thank you.
2: Thousands of Mississippians are uplifted today as the nation processes President Donald Trump's visit to Mississippi. Speaking at the Landers Center in South Haven, Trump spoke on the new trade agreement reached between the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. He championed tax reform, the growing number of jobs, and plans to rebuild the military, among others.
3: The economy is booming Wages are rising. And more Americans are working today than ever before. Today, ever before. Think of that. Now, just think of that. Today, we have more Americans working than we've ever had in the history of our country. Right now, today, how great is that, right? We're defending our Second Amendment, protecting religious liberty, taking care of our great veterans, and rebuilding America's military like it hasn't been rebuilt ever before. This week, we made history again when I announced that we are replacing the job-killing disaster known as NAFTA with a brand-new U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. A good one. And it's a good one. We're calling it USMCA. You're going to like that name. That'll become a part of your vocabulary. Companies aren't going to be leaving us anymore and firing everybody and sending their product back into the United States with no tax. That was what I wanted.
2: President Trump also addressed Dr. Christine Blasey Ford's testimony during a Senate hearing for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh.
3: Guilty until proven innocent. That's very dangerous for our country. That's very dangerous for our country. And I have it myself all the time. But for me, it's like a part of the job description. (laughs) Let it happen to me. Shouldn't happen to him. Shouldn't happen to him. What he's going through, 36 years ago, this happened. I had one beer. Right? I had one beer. Well, do you think it was... Nope, it was one beer. Oh, good. How did you get home? I don't remember. How'd you get there? I don't remember. Where is the place? I don't remember. How many years ago was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What neighborhood was it in? I don't know. Where's the house? I don't know. Upstairs, downstairs, where was it? I don't know. But I had one beer. That's the only thing I remember.
2: Trump says Judge Kavanaugh's reputation is being tarnished.
3: To take people that are just outstanding, have had great lives, and that life doesn't mean a thing. And you notice with the judge... They don't talk about his last 35 years. They don't talk about what... Everybody knows him. He's a very well-known, the most highly respected person until the last couple of weeks because they're destroying him and they're destroying his reputation and we can't let that happen.
2: The rally was hosted to get out the vote for the upcoming November election.
3: Get out and vote. I want you to vote. Pretend I'm on the ballot. And don't worry, we'll be on the ballot in two years and we will do a landslide like you haven't like you wouldn't believe.
2: (laughs) President Trump also shared his support for appointed Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith.
3: She's always had my back. She's always had your back. And a vote for Cindy is a vote for me and make America great again.
2: Hyde-Smith faces Republican Chris McDaniel and Democrats Mike Espy and Toby Barty in November. Supporters say they were encouraged by Trump's visit. Some traveled from neighboring states to hear him speak. Arkansas young adult Matthew McKenzie says he appreciates the president's way of speaking.
0: I think it's refreshing to have a president that really speaks his mind. And st- I feel like a lot of people... In politics, just want to be really political, politically correct, and he just speaks whatever comes to his mind. He doesn't care what anyone has to say. He gives, like, his honest perspective. I feel like that's something you don't really get a lot of in today's government.
4: What if that perspective is offensive
2: to people or to some people?
0: I think honesty is the best policy.
2: <laughs> Tennessee business developer Colin Richmond says he would tell other people of color the president is for all Americans.
5: Well I think you can't be intimidated. You have to have the conviction of your beliefs. In the year two thousand, I, I developed the conviction. I have a I have an uncle that's a radical civil rights activist. Love him dearly. He's my mother's brother. But he is sincerely wrong. And I believe that you 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 can if you teach a man to fish, you'll feed him, you know, for his lifetime. Or if you give him a fish, you're just gonna feed him for that day. And I believe African Americans Hispanic Americans what i never considered myself a minority but yet I was born to a single mother but at the same time I learned hey business is if I if I buy a widget and I sell that widget I bought it for fifty cents and I sell it for a dollar okay it's okay to make a profit and the, the the common I think misconception is profit is a dirty word and the president is for unleashing the economic uh, capabilities of this country.
4: He's been accused of uh, very divisive remarks, racially divisive remarks. Sure. Um, he's criticized sports players for kneeling regarding I think, I think uh, you look at his police brutality.
2: Sure. You I look mean, how do you motives,
4: feel about that? If you, will,
5: if you will look at his results, rather, I think you'll have to, if you judge him fairly.
4: What's his results?
5: His, his results are he's got more people employed than prior to the time that he took office. He promised he was going to work on trade, he's worked on trade. He's promised he's going to lower taxes, he's lowered people's taxes. He's promised he was going to uh, reduce the business and corporate tax, and he's he's delivering on the promises.
4: Well, those taxes were temporary
5: for working people. You can get into the specifics, but any thinking, rational person, average w tour, is glad to have more money on their paychecks. In other words... When you put money on my paycheck, when you put money on the bottom line, when you vote for a person, obviously you had some kind of faith or you believed in the person. So, yes, I would say I'm a registered Republican. I believe in less government, less regulation, less taxation, and keeping us safe. He's done that as well. Don't forget the security aspect of what he's for.
2: Mississippian Allison Ross-Worsham tells our Desiree Frazier she expects a red wave in the November election.
6: I enjoyed the rally thoroughly. Donald Trump is better in person. I can't recommend him enough. He keeps his promises. We're going to have a red wave come the election. We're going to keep the Senate and the House. Hopefully we will Have Brett Kavanaugh confirmed
4: to the Supreme Court? What is it about um, his recommendation to support um, GOP candidates? Yes.
6: We want to continue with his agenda that he won on in 2016. And we want to propel that. We want to expand the GOP. We want to bring in new voters. We want to bring in people that have previously been liberal, like myself, who want to become more conservative and become Republicans. How does Mississippi
4: benefit from President Trump?
6: Mississippi will benefit because of jobs, because of industry, because of conservative values, Christian values that he will, re- he will protect and pass laws and uh, governance. Anything that stood out tonight for you? Just the enthusiasm, the general enthusiasm of people there. It was genuine. It was heartfelt. The man is a wonderful speaker, and he's the real deal.
2: Trump supporter Allison Ross Worsham with MPB's Desiree Fraser. Let us know what you think about a story or send us a news tip by visiting MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. Coming up, advocates in the Delta are celebrating a possible second charter school there. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Robin Young. The delightful new novel, The Mermaid and Mrs. Hancock,
7: centers on the fascination that 18th century England had with what they absolutely believed to be mermaids. Back then, the greatest kind of expanse that you could explore is the ocean, and you kind of want there to be humanoid creatures or something recognizable in it. Next time, here and now.
5: Today at noon on MPB Think Radio.
2: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. A second charter school could soon be opening in the Mississippi Delta. Charter schools are being seen as both a problem and a solution to the state's educational failures. MPB's Alexandra Watts reports on how these schools are developing in rural
8: areas. Amanda Johnson is executive director of Clarksdale Collegiate Public Charter School. She's greeting her students as they step out of the rain and into school.
9: I like your raincoat. Reading is your superpower.
8: The hallways of this school which teaches kindergarten through second grade, are lined with college pennants, and classrooms are named after colleges, which Johnson says encourages students as they learn. And we want to make sure that we are preparing each and every one for college graduation. So part of that is making sure that we have a college culture that's in the atmosphere. Clarksdale Collegiate is the state's first rural charter school. According to the National Center for Education Statistics, 10% of charter schools in the United States are in rural areas. Crystal Cormick is on the charter school authorizer board. She says charters are publicly funded in Mississippi, and while they share similarities with traditional public schools, they have more independence.
4: They have some freedoms and flexibilities to make certain decisions that are different from what traditional public schools in the state would be able to do.
8: There are currently five charter schools in Mississippi, but the board is prepared to approve more. One of those potential charter schools is LaFleur Legacy Academy, proposed under the name Delta Academies. The school will serve middle schoolers in Lafleur County. Dr. Tamela Boyd-Shaw is the executive director of the school and says like Clarksdale Collegiate, the school encourages college at a young age. So I think it's very important to get students on the trajectory of not only going to college, but graduating from college to start as early as elementary, if not elementary, then middle school. According to U.S. News & World Report, Mississippi ranks 49th in the U.S. in educational achievement. Schools in the Mississippi Delta rank even lower than the state's average. Linda Brownlow is a parent of two kids in Lafleur County Public Schools. She's frustrated with how and what her kids are learning and says her fifth-grade daughter's grades concern her.
9: Her last progress report, she had three A's, three B's, but she can't spell. She can't spell the word couch. And I don't understand how a child that doesn't understand is always on the principal list and making good grades. These concerns are why she supports charters. I'm hoping that the charter school will bring a better curriculum. I just want my children to be smart and to know the information. I want them to know it. And not just to hear it.
8: For parents like Brownlow, charters offer an alternative model of education. However, some parents oppose charters like Kaylana Moore.
4: Well, I'm very pleased with public education. I know right now it's going through issues in regard to infrastructure. However, I think those that are for public education, I think we will be willing to do whatever it takes to work to rebuild public education for our children.
8: Because of this, Moore says she will not send her kids to a charter school. Her belief in the power of public education has also led her to run for the school board in November. The
4: school districts are doing the best that they can with what they have. I think parental involvement is going to be key in order to assist our districts with educating our children.
8: Charter schools are publicly funded on a per-student basis. When students leave public schools, the funding leaves with them. Ashley McKay is a parent and community organizer who lives in Tunica. She advocates for education across the Delta, A region, she says, cannot handle any more cuts. For every 100 students that leave the public school, you lose a million dollars to your budget. And you already have schools and adults who are suffering the worst financially because they don't have the tax base to increase taxes, to raise money for education. McKay says when funding leaves the district, a student's school day is changed. Fewer bus drivers mean longer bus routes, and fewer teachers mean changes in classes. But parents like Linda Brownlow believe charter schools offer students a choice from expensive private schools and struggling public schools.
9: In the 90s, when we were going to school, there wasn't a choice. You just went to this one school. You know, give us an option, especially when we're middle-income, low-income families that can't afford private academies. And I think this charter school will be just a great investment for LaFleur County.
8: Clarksville Collegiate School ranking has not been released, but other charter schools in Mississippi have received failing grades. Per Mississippi law, the charter schools must open in low-performing districts. But parents like Brownlow are still hopeful the proposed charter school, LaFleur Legacy Academy, is approved.
9: Well, I'm praying that the charter school does get approved. But if it doesn't get approved, I don't know what to do. Because the high schools here, they're not teaching these kids to be college ready. They're not teaching them to be the next grade ready.
8: In spite of low performance, people like Kaylana Moore remain optimistic about public education.
4: Even here in the Mississippi Delta, from public education came superintendents of education principals, teachers, instructional coaches, and your major leaders here in the community were educated in the public school system.
8: The Charter School Authorizer Board will make a final decision regarding the new charter school on October 15th. But what role, if any, charter schools should play in bettering education in the Mississippi Delta is still up for debate. Alexandra Watts, MPB News. Coming up
2: after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, find out how the state health department is checking the safety of the food you're about to eat at the Mississippi State Fair. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
1: I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of pediatrics and internal medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute. All right, this is a PG... In the news. So, erectile dysfunction. So, what are the risks of erectile dysfunction and other things, particularly heart disease? So, we know it's a nuisance, certainly a big issue with a lot of men. So this is a four-year study that looked at men with vascular-related impotence. So in these men, over four years, they were twice as likely to have a stroke, a heart attack, or sudden cardiac death. And if you think about it, it makes sense because both of these things are the heart. When you talk about a heart attack or a stroke, we're talking about blood vessels and blood vessel problems. And some of the same risk factors for stroke and heart attack are the risk factors for the development of erectile dysfunction, namely high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes is a big one too. So anything that can damage blood vessels over time can contribute to erectile dysfunction. And the opposite is true too. Actually, if those individuals who have heart disease, particularly the heart disease that results from clogging of the arteries or atherosclerotic disease they're more likely to get erectile dysfunction. So the the bottom line here is we need to be very aggressive with treating hypertension and particularly hypertension and cholesterol problems and diabetes in men to not only prevent heart attack and stroke but also to decrease the risk of erectile dysfunction down the road. For more health tips and medical information, listen to Southern Remedy each weekday morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. The Health Minute is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy on the go with the My Blue mobile app
3: available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. More information at bcbsms.com. It's good to be blue.
2: Whether traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along, too. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting to find out how. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. The 159th Mississippi State Fair opens in downtown Jackson today, and the Health Department is there to make sure the food is safe to eat. From funnel cakes to fried Oreos to crispy cream cheeseburgers, some fair food can be notoriously unhealthy. But Ann Hoag of the State Department of Health says proper preparation will help people avoid foodborne illnesses. She tells MPB's Ezra Wall varying safety codes make the checks particularly important.
7: It's maybe even more important that we check, check these vendors because they're from all over the country and the food code can vary a little bit from place to place. Um, so it's important anytime you're going to eat food prepared by anybody, but especially if you're paying for it, to be sure that it's safe and that you're not going to get sick.
0: How many vendors are here selling food during the fair?
7: About 125 on the fairgrounds, and um, they would be permitted vendors. There may be a few around the perimeters, maybe don't eat at them. Um, If they don't have the little, it's a little white Mississippi with blue around the edges, and that shows they've been inspected, and it shows that they are safe at the time of inspection.
0: Now, I've been to this fair many, many times, and, and I see a lot of the same trucks here year after year. How many repeat visitors do we have every year to the fair?
7: Most people have been here before. In fact, we just inspected a booth and the man said his family had been coming here for 60 years.
0: When you're inspecting the the different booths, what kind of things are you looking for?
7: Same as we do in a restaurant. We're making sure that the hot foods are kept hot, the cold foods are kept cold. They have proper sinks for hand washing. They have proper sinks for dish washing as well, the three compartment sink and the hand sink. And we're making sure that they are cooking the food enough, especially if it's, if it's a potentially hazardous food. You have to. Chicken has to come to 165, beef, ground beef, 155. So we're checking just like we do in a big restaurant, just on a smaller scale.
0: Now, you, you do this, we've talked to you a number of years uh, before these inspections. How often is there an issue with a vendor, or whether somebody's not living up to standards, or whether there's a broken piece of equipment that isn't cooking chicken properly, or how often does that happen?
7: Well, normally on the first run-through, when we're permitting places, sometimes people may not have everything they need. Maybe they haven't been here before, hadn't been here enough to know what they do need. Um, but they are not given a permit. They are not allowed to cook food to serve to the public until they are completely compliant. Now, we do make walk-throughs during the fair to make sure they stay completely compliant. Um, if a customer sees somebody doing something that they don't think they should be doing, um, they can call the health department and let them know. They would call 601-576-7689.
0: So there is a way for people to report people. That, like if they, if they see something that they think maybe shouldn't be happening, what kind of things should the public be looking for?
7: If they're buying food that's supposed to be hot and it's not it's not hot, it's just kind of lukewarm, there could be a, a holding temperature problem. Um, if they see people not washing their hands, handling money, then going right back to handling the food. If they see people doing things that just we don't want to talk about because they're so gross, they need to let us know about that as well.
0: So basically it's kind of the ew factor. If it makes you go ew, you might want to tell somebody.
7: Well, that, and but with the food temps and stuff, that's not really you, but you want to be sure to know if it's supposed to be cold, it's supposed to be cold, it's supposed to be hot, it's supposed to be hot.
0: So we talked about sort of what the public should be looking out for, but in terms of actually getting that information to the State Department of Health, if they think something's going on, what, what can be done when somebody sees something?
7: They need to let us know. We make sure before we permit the places that they're good, that they have everything they need and they know the rules. But when they get really, really busy, sometimes they do things maybe they shouldn't or maybe they hire new people and the people don't know. So you need to let the health department know. If you see something way out of line that you think you wouldn't want to eat that food, don't just not eat the food but call us at 601 five, seven, six, seven, six, eight, nine, and let us know. Try to remember the name of the food booth and kind of sort of where it is because sometimes they have more than one.
0: Is there, other than like a name that's on the front of it, is there like an identifying number or something like that on the booth anywhere?
7: There sometimes are permits that have a longer name on them, but um, the name on the front would be fine and just kind of remember the general location.
0: Ann Hogue is with the Mississippi State Department of Health, and thank you very much.
7: Thank you for the opportunity. The State Fair starts today and runs until
2: October 14th. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Fix it 101. Then at 10, it's Everyday Tech. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. To see our team's updates throughout the day, follow MPB News on Twitter. Did you miss part of the show today? Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org or by downloading the MPB Public Media app from the Apple or Google Play stores. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi edition only on MPB Think Radio. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business
9: cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information.